Hello and welcome to HD Movie Talk. I'm your host, Dean, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Harlan. Hello. Hello. Why do you always start with an English accent? I find it very off-putting. You know what? Honestly, one I do it 100% subconsciously. Do you? Yes, because you're, I mean, you're the only voice I'm hearing, so I'm like, hmm. I hope I'm the only voice you're hearing. It would be quite disconcerting otherwise. Well, and and Fred. You can't forget about Fred. Uh, Anyway, today we are doing episode two of The Silver Lining. Do you want to tell us what that is, or do you want Fred to do it for you? Um, no. Fred, he doesn't like to be on camera. Anyways, um, today we're doing episode two of The Silver Lining, um, a show where we bring a bad movie to the spotlight, talk about the bad, talk about the good, and then we try to fix it. And today's episode, yeah. Do you want to say it? I think I think you were physically. No, I was just about to say we bring a bad movie into the spotlight, like you said. And for those who are only listening on an audio medium without the video component, today we are talking about Fantastic, otherwise oh, yeah. known as the latest Fantastic Four movie. Unless you're listening in the future, when there's hopefully a good one out. Please, for the love of God, John wants. Yeah. Uh, so, do you, do you want to start us off with a quick plot summary for everyone who hasn't suffered through this? I would love to. So, here is the basic plot of it all. And if you haven't seen it, seen it, seen it um, don't. And just keep on watching, because don't waste your time on it. Um, but there will be slight spoilers in here, I guess, technically. So, the movie starts off with us being introduced to a young Reed Richards and, and his new buddy, Ben Grimm. And then it turns out Reed just so happened to figure out how to travel to different dimensions at the age of 10. Um, Then we hop forward about seven years, no, exactly seven years because the movie tells us, into the future where Sue Storm and her dad find Reed and Ben at um, a science fair, Um, which is really weird because every kid there is like 10 years old besides them and they're like, they're like 25. Yeah, but anyways, that's not the point. Um, so Sue Storm's dad recruits the two to come over to New York in a super high-tech military school base. Um, it's very strange. <laughs> but anyways, um, Ben ends actually Ben Grimm actually ends up going back home because Ben is dumb and he knows he won't be able to do anything there. Um and then ben, Sue Storm's dad ends up recruiting more people, that being Victor Von Doom and Johnny Storm, who is actually a drag racer. Uh, they all get to drag racer. Is that the right word? Yeah, drag he's racer? good friends with Dominic Toretto. Who? Um, he's, he's Vin Diesel in the Fast and Furious movies. It was a little joke I was telling. Good one. Good one. Anyways, <laughs> and the, the, the four, Sue Storm, Johnny Storm, Reed Richards, and Victor Von Doom get to work on their teleportation machine, basically, um, and then they all get drunk, and they all, uh, well, not them all, Sue Storm stays behind, but everybody else goes to this new mysterious planet, um, and it goes wrong, of course, Victor Von Doom is presumed dead, and they all get fantastical abilities, Ben Grimm is rocks, Reed is long, 
Sue is invisible, and Johnny is on fire. Um, and then what follows is possibly the most boring second act imaginable, uh, with no fights and literally just people complaining. Then, oh my gosh, it turns out Victor Von Doom is alive. Who would have guessed? Um, and guessed he looks... that. What? I guess. You guessed that? Yeah. Oh, um, I'm proud of you, Dean. You do, you're doing better. <laughs> Anyways, um, and, <laughs> and then it turns out Victor Von Doom is alive, and he looks really, really, really strange and goofy, and you make it makes you want to laugh at him. Um, but he ends up killing people. It gives a typical bad guy speech. Shoots a laser in the sky, wants to destroy Earth, uh, yada yada. The Fantastic Four goes and defeats Victor Von Doom, and then that's how it ends, basically. That, that yeah, that, that's that's a pretty solid um, plot summary, I would say. That was that was well 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 done. And now, um, if I have your permission, I would like to try out for the role of Harlan by presenting you with some fun facts. Go for it. Good luck. Is that you saying, yeah, never gonna happen? <laughs> to be fair, they're not that fun. They're basically all about why and how this movie is bad. Mm, go for it. Um, so Josh Trank, who is the director of this, envisioned his film to be about two hours and 20 minutes long. And the, the studio cut it down to its final runtime, which is about one hour 40. So cut off like a good chunk of the movie there, which, which makes sense. Possibly do us a favor. Maybe. Um, so the only reason this movie was made and partially why it was bad is because if the um, movie had been delayed longer than 2015, the rights would have reverted back to Marvel so then they can make films about the Fantastic Four because they had a seven-year window to make a movie in and they rushed it. Um, and that, that's why it's bad. And there's other reasons. This, this is a quote I stole from Entertainment Weekly. I'm not stealing it because I've credited them. And it says as follows. On set, Trank was told to be abusive and insulting to the crew and cast. The studio hadn't wanted Whiplash star Teller, but Trank had fought for him. Then he ended up almost fighting Teller, who has a reputation of sarcasm and recalcitrance while working. At one point, the conflict became physical, while Trank and Teller chest to chest, daring each other to throw the first punch. Neither did. Whoa. <laughs> the thing almost got physical on um, set. Wow. And Trank wanted Alison Williams to play Sue Storm, but the studio insisted on Kate Mara, who, who plays her in the movie. So reportedly, Trank was difficult with her and bullied her on set. Oh, boy. Uh, and the bad performance of this film is reportedly what got Miles Teller dropped from La La Land and Josh Trank from directing a Star Wars project about Boba Fett, because that was in the works for a while until this movie came out and he was fired from it. Wow. Sucks for you, Josh Trank. This might be my favourite fun fact. Former Fox CEO Rupert Murdoch um, expressed distaste for this movie and solely blamed it for one of, Fox, for one of Fox's fiscal quarters earning hundreds of millions lower than their expectations. So he, he blames this movie on the reason why the whole of Fox didn't make enough money. The man is right. This yeah. is it. This is the one. That's what screwed Fox over. 
this is why they were bought by Disney. And my final fun fact is Jeremy Slater's original version of the screenplay included Mole Man, Doctor Doom, and Galactus as the villains. Doctor Doom would have been a Latvarian dictator, like he is. Um, however, Simon Kimberg rewrote the screenplay, making Doctor Doom an antisocial programmer and cutting Mole Man and Galactus altogether. So there we go. What a ch- what what a bold choice. Imagine if they just oh, we're going to talk about it. Should we, we 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 talk about the bad first, don't we? Yeah, sure. Do you I I I'll go first and I I will point out my main like if if I'm going to like if somebody says quick say something bad about Fan Forsick, this okay. is the first thing I say. Yeah. Tate Mara's wig. Oh, yes. I had this one down as well. It is it it is blatantly obvious like there's like you can instantly tell it's, and it's like, like half shot the movie shot. yeah and it changes like so quickly that she's wearing a wig it's not even a good wig no no it looks literally nothing like her hair it's it's ridiculous i just don't understand it it, it, it actually kind of makes the movie a little bit more fun because you can play a game like <laughs> oh is this a reshoot or is it not a reshoot it's it's ridiculous. Um, do, do you want to hear my biggest complaint about this yeah. movie? It's your biggest complaint. Two words for you, Doctor Doom. Yep. Do- Doctor Doom. I think it is widely regarded as one of the greatest comic book villains ever. He he is the inspiration behind Darth freaking Vader. Okay. Yeah. Um. That I I had him just I I had just Doctor Doom. I had Doctor Doom well. all caps was one of mine. Just because they did him so dirty. He's not number one, he's not a Latvian dictator. Number two, he did even worse than the last few Fantastic Four movies because he doesn't have a suit of armor. He doesn't have any weapons. Something I always like about Doctor Doom in the comics is he has a mix of magic and technology that he uses. And they mm-hmm. don't use any of that here, obviously. He doesn't even look like Doctor Doom. He doesn't wear any green cape or anything like that. And there's something he's nothing yeah yeah he looks a little like but he just does not wear like a, a proper doctor doom outfit at all and just everything just everything about this guy honestly what he looks like is like somebody who had never seen doctor doom before like somebody just showed that person a picture of him real quick hit it and then told them to draw it and and that's kind of what his personality is like as well they're like well this guy looks like he's got really weird skin um, so let's say he fell in a radioactive pool of magical energy or something like that. And okay, if and you you kind of mentioned this before, but if the original Van Forsyke movies did a better portrayal of Doctor Doom than you, that's how you know you're in trouble. Yeah, half the reason I'm so excited to see Fantastic Four in the MCU is just to see a proper intimidating and powerful Doctor Doom, because Doctor Doom is meant to be one of the most powerful characters out there. Do you think there's, like, a potential of him being, like, the next Thanos? Yeah. I think he... The the the, the three, I think, have the biggest potential to be the biggest are Galactus, Doctor Doom, and Kang. And all three oh, of them... Mm-hmm. All three of them are traditionally Fantastic Four villains. They all come from the Fantastic Four originally. Right. Um, we know we're getting Kang the yes. Conqueror and Ant-Man Quantum Mania. Didn't that start shooting recently? Yes, it did. And um, and I think 
you can't do Kang as a one and done. I'll be disappointed if he's. No, I can't imagine. I thought he was going to be one of the timekeepers, but it turns out. Well, who knows? Spoiler yeah. alert! Yeah, who knows? I knew spoilers, but they. I knew they were Wizard of Ozing it. We're getting off track, but. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Wizard of Ozing it. Okay. What's your next complaint? Complain to me. Not um. About me personally, just about the. Movie. Oh my god. Why did they have to make the clobbering time quote like personal? Yeah. It literally just th- it's it's him saying I'm gonna punch you, but they had to turn that. They gave a story behind it. It's such a cute little nickname, like a phrase, and then they just ruin it. It's it's so weird. It, like, if it came off like naturally, it doesn't. But the actor who like is like beating Ben Grimm or whatever is like blah blah blah. It's clobbering time. <laughs> it's so bad. You could have been in this movie, Harlan. Dude, honestly, I could have played everybody. Just um, give me like a blonde wig. Honestly, if your if your biggest complaint is the wigs, then one of my biggest complaints really upsets me throughout the second half of this movie. Like like deep in my soul is the fact that the thing never wears any pants. What's up with that? Just give him. <laughs> some, well, some... I mean, it 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 kind of makes sense because if you think about it, like, what does he have a? Yep. Yeah, yeah. A rock he, penis. Yeah. No, I get that, but like, there's been a, there's a time jump of a year. Um, and in that year, someone could have made him some pants. And, and if he does have a penis, does he get? <laughs> Let's leave that there. Uh, <laughs> I just really want. I just don't. I don't know why, but I just really didn't like that he wasn't wearing any trousers. But which don't make fun of me saying trousers. It's just the way I roll. You know, I'll I'll let it fly for this one time. That's my one use of the word trousers. Yeah. Um, it's weird, but also like at least I'm not having to think. Oh, does the Hulk have a wiener? The when thing. he is wearing pants. Yeah, but but oh, I don't know what it was. <laughs> Maybe it was his bum, because I feel like mm. there there was there was some definition to it. Were you were you checking out the thing? Yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. there, there was some definition to it. Good for you, I man. Think. Good for you. Does, yeah, but does the thing have to eat? Because if so, then he's got to have some waste product. Or is he just self-sustaining I think we're going too somehow? deep into this. Anyway, can we stop talking about... <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll bring up my... Kind of talking about the thing a little bit. The seedy the thing's guy thing. in this movie... That's what we were just talking about. Oh, the thing's thing. Whatever. What bothered me a lot about this movie is the CGI. Okay. And because the main part where it's bad, and this blows my mind, is the shot of Reed Richards. Do like, you know after the accident, he's all, like, stretched out. Yeah. And that was, like, a ballsy shot. They did it super close up, and it looks so bad. <laughs> it, it looks like a cartoon. Like, typically, when you do, like, close-up shots like that that's when you're supposed to have like the best cgi and then when you pull out you can make it a little bit less intense but i don't think they got that message i think they were just like this seems good enough yeah but it's not yeah no i get that uh, uh another one i would quickly there's a couple i'll quickly touch on number one is the fact that they're so much older than everyone else at this science oh. fair yeah yeah that's like one thing I. Uh, I mean, we only see like two or three yeah. kids. 
but they're all kids. The they, thing yes. is, in Spider-Man, in, in the one you love so much, he, Tobey Maguire is about the same age as those two. But that feels less weird because pretty much all the other actors in it are around yeah. the same age. So it doesn't come off. Obviously, it's still a little weird when I always think it's quite funny seeing Tobey Maguire running after the school bus at the start of the movie because it looks like he's a 30-year-old <laughs> running after the school bus. We do not diss the Raimi trilogy. But, but are it we works clear? in that. Yes, it works. They, they, it they... works. <laughs> there are no flaws to that movie, okay? It works because the other people there are all so old, but they just cast thing. a, a cool little Easter egg. I don't know if you would notice this. Do you know who plays their teacher? The voice of Bart Simpson. Homer Simpson. That's what I said. Bart is a woman. Sorry, I did not. Bart is wait no. Bart is the kid. No, the the actress of Bart is a woman. Oh, oh! I was like, you idiot. <laughs> I know who Bart Simpson is. I'm not that British. Okay, <clears throat> so that's one. Also, the fact that they got. This is nitpicky. They got fired from the science fair, okay? Um, because they didn't do real science and because they just made the plane disappear and then reappear with loads of dust and sand on it. But even if that was a magic trick, surely that's impressive enough to be <laughs> in a science fair. When that, like, was, that was dumb, but I'm like, okay, whatever. They're like, you're fired. But surely you'd be like, whoa, how did you make that? Mirrors? Smoke? I, I, I feel they, like, what... Let's look. Let's look at this in like a big picture, right? Okay. Let's look at this in a big picture. How would the story have changed if the teacher was like, "Oh my god," because those government people were coming in either way? No, it wouldn't. Also, it would make number one. I think his the, the people in his class and the teacher are way too mean, mean to read, just unjustifiably <laughs> mean. Where they're like, "Read, you're stupid. You're such an idiot. <laughs> you idiot." Sure, Even though you show us these complex he's such equations. an intelligent kid when he's writing all those sums in his book and everything. But anyway, and then they're like that. But what could have been a better... We're not on to the improvements yet. No, we got it. But we're halfway through right could now. Have worked if they were like, hey, Reed, that's so amazing you did this science fair thing. Why don't, why don't I like print about this in the newspaper or something? And then the the storm yeah. see it and they're like hey this guy's got some potential because do they just spend all their days walking around science fairs <laughs> which, which seem like they're predominantly filled by 10 year olds yeah just like, like... potato clock nice <laughs> <laughs> vinegar volcano volcano man oh, i almost said that perfectly almost uh shame that i'm not going to edit it out okay what's your next bad thing uh, my last bad thing. Next, if, if Ma- next, last. oh, next, this next thing I can, I'm gonna la- combine them. I have dialogue and lack of chemistry between the actors. Yeah, because you can tell none of them actually like each other. Two of them got married. You can tell that some of them not don't actually like each other. Um, the actress of Kate Mara, not the actress, the actress at Kate Mara. <laughs> Married Jamie Bell, who is Invisible Woman and the Thing. Oh they wow! Got, they got married a few years after this movie because they met on the set. Well, that's good. Good one. Good. At thing least, at out. least one good thing came from this yeah. movie. Yeah, I get that though. I wrote down that this movie references a bond between the characters as well as a Reed and Doom rivalry, but it doesn't set one up. 
So at the end of the movie, they're all like, hey, we can do this if we work together because we're such good friends. But like, we literally have not seen that at all in the movie. And then Doom is all like, oh, you think you're better than me, blah, blah, blah. Um, then there's also the line, there's only Doom, which is pretty fun. But like, they do not set up any of this stuff at all. Uh, I've got a big one here, which is the end fight. And the final one is just that there's way too many time jumps. The laser beam in the sky. Oh, done to death by now. Was it at this point in? Yes, it was. Okay, because it was in Avengers. At this point, people were. Um, Avengers is the big one, I think. It's in Suicide Squad, but I don't think that would have. Was it that? I don't think that would have been out. Yeah, it was already out. It's definitely done to death now. Without... Yeah, now if you do it, you're like, what? What's wrong with you? Yeah, it, it's it's out of fashion. Uh, my another two. Yeah, so I think there's a lot of too many time jumps in this movie because they really jump over the most important parts. Yes, they do. And they like skip over them learning their powers. And you kind of said this when you um, were talking about your your plot summary that it feels like two different movies. I feel like from the point they get their powers, the entire vibe of the movie changes and it just feels like a different movie. I honestly, well, I mean, this first the first act was good second act and third act it was a different movie yeah yeah i get that i mean um and then my last thing okay is how they end the movie oh with with fantastic say it's that fantastic again. say that again <laughs> so dumb captain marvel is the name of it's captain marvel but that's never said you can do that but the thing is, but the I think there is something inherently goofy about the Fantastic Four. And I really like the Fantastic Four as a group, so I am very excited to see them again. But I really hope they lean into goofiness. In yeah. that's The Fantastic Four, if any comic book is not meant to be dark, it's the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Yeah. And like they, they kind of yeah. Should we just move on to the good stuff? Because yeah, yeah. Let's 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 brighten the mood a little bit. Who wants to? I I will. Do you want me to start? We, sure. I I would go out on a limb here, and say the casting in this movie is pretty good. Some of it is fantastic. I would say, uh, pun not intended. Haha. <laughs> uh, um. But I would say a lot of the casting is very good. Just a lot of the actors kind of phone it in. I think. Yeah, no, every actor in here is like a brilliant actor. And like I think they suit the role well for the most part. Yeah, but it they just the dialogue, the directing, it just didn't work. Yeah, yeah. I think Michael B. Jordan works pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> but um the first thing that I like um is the accident scene yeah. where like um reed wakes up and everything's on fire and burnt and anything everything that was actually really chilling and i thought you know they were going for this darker tone and although like i'm not a big fan of that they pulled that scene off really well i think yeah i also put down there there is a horror vibe when like they yeah. first unlock their powers and i think the scene where you first see them with their powers kind of works with this like sudden surprise tone of horror they've got going there and i think they kind of pull off that well but it obviously was not continued no yeah the they, half. 
ditch that. Um, what's the next on yours? I, I, I'm running out, so I've said my Johnny Storm one. I, <laughs> you said one! <laughs> I said two, okay. Oh, um, okay, my bad. I have three bad. now, now I've mentioned Johnny Storm. I liked his character. He, Michael B. Jordan got kind of the Chris Evans vibe of being like, oh, I'm better than all of you, and like being quite <laughs> cocky. I think that works well. I like the thing design, apart from, you know, the naked. All right. It's it's okay. I think his eyes are a little glossy, and that's weird. He looks... I I... I prefer 100% the thing in the original movies. Fun fact, this is the first thing, sorry, I realize I'm doing fun facts again, to have five fingers instead of four. Hmm. And it's the first fully CGI thing, because obviously in the, in the right. other one yeah. is prosthetics. Which I think works better than the... I but... think they'll definitely go CGI in the MCU, and I reckon he will look yes, like the they will. one. They go CGI everything. It's um, so I have a couple that I'm going to go through. The first thing is that kinda is the suits. The thing, the... you like the thing. Oh, well, this is gonna be rough. <laughs> Anyways, the suits that they wear. <laughs> I I think it's cool how like the fl- the Human Torch has to you know turn on his suit so that like he can't really control it. I thought that was interesting, and I also thought that um. It was just interesting how, like, in the original Fantastic Four movies, at least, like, all the suits were the same. But each member kind of had, like, a different, like, thing about it. I thought that was interesting, at least. Um, or what else do I have? Let's see. Um, um, the face swap that Reed does, where, like, his... I like that. That was cool. That that was cool. I mean, the CGI is a little iffy. Um, It's a good use of powers. Yeah. Um, It it was something... I I could have sworn they did that in the first movie. Well, they actually, they did. Did I I haven't seen those two in the original. I I feel like people may correct us, but the first movie actually came out in 1994 and was never released. What? No, 1994 one, yeah, but... Um, the there was like a deleted scene in Fantastic Four where um, Mr. Fantastic morphs his face into Hugh Jackman. Oh yes, yes, that's good stuff. It would have been good if Miles Teller um, moved his face into Hugh Jackman, and then he goes in to buy it, and the guy's like, "You're Wolverine, <laughs> your famous movie actor, Hugh Jackman." That would that would have been cool, something like that. Um, they couldn't because well they were like uh, I don't know I don't know originally this was supposed to be in the X Men universe until it was bad w- was it supposed to be I think so yeah I did read hmm. that somewhere um and my last thing I like the whole like government taking advantage of like Ben and Johnny I thought that was I thought that was like a cool commentary kind of a thing yeah it's an interesting element especially when they're like oh cool now let's give this thing to NASA but Okay, sorry to complain again. But, like, when they're like, hey, we should give this to NASA so they can get sent into the negative zone, which is not what it's called in the movie, but it's that in the comics. And then they're like, no, I want to go in. And I'm like, no, it makes complete sense to send these people that know what they're doing in. Yeah. I mean, they should have seen that. But the the excuse, I think, for the script is they're kids. 
Hey, what yeah. you gonna do with your kids? <laughs> do you think that was the guy at the <laughs> script? Like, yeah. he was like, he was trying to pitch this movie to Fox, and he's like, but they're kids, what they gonna do? You know, spaghetti and meatballs, they're kids, what do you want me to do? They drink the meatball juice. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, for um, offending anyone. Okay. That was that was rough, but we got through it. We talked about <laughs> we talked about we know our, we know every we podcast. We we've got it written in our contracts. We got to do twenty seconds of bad Italian. <laughs> yes, every, every episode from here on out will feature our bad Italian accents. <laughs> so I feel like we should really baffle our guests with that. <laughs> Both of us to start going Italian. Or we just like start the podcast off like that. Like just like no introduction. We're like, hey, welcome to AT Movie Talk. We we talk movies. You can't kind and of New it. York there, but um we're yeah, like the same thing. We talk movies, we talk meatballs, we talk about Mario. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, I was gonna say another New York thing, so I'm like, do it, right? I'm walking here. Yeah, hey, I'm walking here. That was pretty good. It was oh, better nice. than your English accent. Okay. So, is it time to talk about our rewrites? Yeah, this is the bit where we we basically, we're going to send this to Rupert Murdoch, uh, this audio file. Should we send the video mm. as well? Um, sure, my hair looks good. Okay, um, <laughs> I was wondering what you were doing. Uh, and, then, and then Rupert Murdoch will hopefully... Um, spend hundreds of millions of dollars on more reshoots. Yes, um, with a different wig for Kate Mara. Movie didn't have enough. Should I give you my um, rewrite first, and then we try and, and then you give yours, and then we try to merge. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm I'm trying to keep the the the, the basis of this movie pretty much the same. Yeah. Yeah. And, well. and I, I'm going to try and do that. And, and basically, it starts the same with the science fair and all that stuff. Apart from the fact that he might win the science fair. Who cares? And everyone at the science fair is the same age as him. Um, but the, the first major difference is Doom is funding the entire project. He is a um, foreign leader and he's mysterious. And the reason he's funding the project is because the government dropped them. We kind of get hints of that in this movie when the governments are like to Dr. Storm. They're like, hey, you're just wasting your time. The, it's the Italian government. Oh, I see. <laughs> and, and, and like them building the machine is very similar and they all have bonding time in this movie, actually. Mm. Um, and they build the machine and they get their powers the same way. But... Um, because Doom is funding them and and they're kind of they're a bit more ragtag, they have to go through themselves because it's not like they can bring NASA in. So they have to go into the negative zone themselves. And then when they return, they've got all their powers and everything, but they discover that Doom wants to use this machine for nefarious purposes because he's a villain. I don't know if in this one. No way. Um, <clears throat> so they, they try to like take the machine away from Doom, which they do. Um, and then they and then they have a fight and they unlock their powers in this fight and Doom kind of gets beaten up a bit. <laughs> um, and they like continue to bond and they test their powers together and um, maybe they stop a robbery or something despite Dr. Storm telling them they have to hide away. And while they're doing this, Doom creates himself a suit that siphons power from the negative zone. So it kind of works like magic. And like that's how he's got his powers and he's got a suit and then he goes to the Fantastic Four and he attacks them and he wins his the, the negative zone machine back. He takes it 
builds it into whatever doomsday device he wants to. Doesn't matter. Every superhero movie has a dumb doomsday device. And then um, the Fantastic Four have to go to Latvia and stop him. I like it. And then it ends with a scene of them all standing in this room. And then they go, "Um, hey, what should we call us? And then (laughs) they're like, I don't know, but we're pretty fantastic, aren't we? And then they go, "Say, say that bloody again. Oh, I I cut that part out. That oh, part you? is not in my rewrite. I, but can we add it in? Is there room? Okay. <laughs> what you say? Wait, I didn't hear what you said. Say it one I more said, time. Can we add it in? And then you went okay. Oh no, we can't actually. I've come to the conclusion, and um, you need to follow my orders. Okay, here's my here's my um thing. So, first things first, we need to get rid of that clobber in time origin. That's good. Yeah, I'll put it's that in gone. my one as well. Just slot it's, that in. It's, it's nowhere to be found. Um, and we need to make sure to give the adult actors freedom to actually have chemistry. That's important because they're all great actors. And um, so I, I, as well, try to keep a general, um, like, staying close to the script as possible while improving it. And I kind of kept it the thing that Victor, once a part of this project, um, learned about Reed and how close he was coming to, you know, kind of redoing what he was going towards, because that's kind of how the movie goes. Um, and so, you know, everybody gets recruited and Victor comes onto the project trying to get in Reed's head, like trying to make Reed his puppet. Um Victor like messages reads and tells him um, about what the company did to him, like how he's not in there anymore and how they would never let, you know, Reed go by himself, like go to the different dimension. They call it planet zero in the movie. And so they are, you know, reads like, Oh, I need to go like how he doesn't move because he's a child. Um, and so after some manipulation, Victor gets the team to go to the other dimension. And, you know, the horror thing happens. Victor falls into the goo, whatever. Um, and that, but before that happened, oh, shoot, miscategorizing bullet points. Before they leave, Sue warns Reed and she's like, yo, this Victor guy, you know, I've had some experience with him in the past. And then we kind of get a flashback of, victor's and sue's relationship because that was hinted towards we never really got anything like that there's a lot of things in the movie where we got hinted but we had no actual clue um so you know they all die well not die but they all get hurt they all get their new powers die the end that's how we improve this movie (laughs) second act years pass and it opens up following ben as he takes tanks apart you know what we saw in the security footage but it's actually footage like we actually are there yeah because that was in the original cut of the movie and it was in all the trailers in all the right. trailers there was like f- the thing fighting in the forest but we didn't get any of that we just saw boring things um and instead of johnny whining about like how he actually wants to go out with ben and like fight people he actually goes out there like he does that um and then that creates this kind of tension between Ben and Johnny 
because you know the only reason Ben Grimm is doing this is to think he can get a cure or like what he that's his idea you know he's not doing this because he wants to but Johnny is so Ben is kind of mad at him and Johnny's kind of mad at him and it creates that tension that they have like Ben and Johnny just like in the comics and jazz which we don't have in this um um and it also kind of gives Johnny Storm a little bit more quirkiness and makes him a more funny character because um, we see more of him. And then we find Victor in the dimension, um, but instead of being um, a wasted piece of melted plastic, he is like instead severely scarred and has like glowing cracked like green in his skin. Um, and that will be used later. And instead of being a... Um, so third act, instead of being a super head exploder and like naturally getting powers, we learn that Victor has kind of taught himself how to control the molecules around him on planet zero, um, which kind of plays into that magic aspect, but it's not really magic, but it kind of is. Um, and the amount that's in his body, which is like those green cracks, he can use on earth, but he can't use it. Like he has unlimited power on planet zero, but on earth he has whatever is in his body. If that if that makes sense um and with his telekinesis he makes himself like like a helmet to kind of like cover his disfiguration um and kind of gives him like a sort of dr doom look but he's making this with his telekinetic powers it doesn't really count and instead of victor wanting to destroy earth he wants to rule it um because that's dr doom and um encourages Sue to join him, which makes sense because we got some background on those characters. However, Sue prefers her new family and figuratively gives Victor the middle finger. No beam in the sky, but the team learns to fight together when Victor uses the elements of Planet Zero on the team. Um, and the rest of the movie goes how it goes. Besides some reworked dialogue at the end, they don't say the Fantastic Four at the end. Let the audience infer what they're about to say. Maybe there's no cutoff. That scene's gone. I put it in here. That is in here. I wrote that. Did you actually write it down? Yes. That is in my phone. <laughs> that was funny. Okay. So now we, we have the tricky job of coming up with a compromise, which is always very difficult because I yes. hate to agree with anything Harlan says. Like, it kind of makes me, ooh, it makes me feel weird inside. So the, I, I feel like the biggest difference between yours and mine is our treatment of doom. So yes. I think how are we gonna go around this? We didn't have to do this last time. I like um I think the mixture of yours and mine is um I think I think what the best thing scenario is um Victor is controlling this thing. You know, he's not like a kid or anything. Yeah. He's this rich dude. Um, but he act he goes with them. Like he he's this rich dude because he wants to go there, so he goes there. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think like, and if he's like this rich dude, then like maybe they send like search parties looking for him, and then he's this you know. I think if he goes, I think. Well, what do you think? What do you think about that? I'm gonna. I think that works. Brain. Yeah. If yeah. you had to change anything, what would you? What would, what would you? I just, yeah, no, I think saying that works. And I think if we kind of keep your ending and your evolution of his powers, that works. 
just I I like the idea of him being. No, I don't know. I was about to say I like the idea of him being a dictator, but I don't know how well that blends with the rest of this movie. Just because to me, I get upset because that's a crucial part of his character that we've always missed. I think the dictatorship, like that could work. Like yeah. him wanting to be like, but like we don't actually see it. We see him yeah. wanting it. Um, that's not a bad idea. And then like, because our movie is good, it's going to get a sequel. Well, obviously, and then that, and could... then, and then in the sequel, he can be the the ruler of Latveria, and we can get a big dumb Galactus, which isn't a big cloud because that's really stupid. Because... That's what... why not? I love the cloud. <laughs> He's definitely one of the most charismatic Marvel villains. <laughs> the cloud. So I feel like that's a good mix there. So should we? Yeah. Um. What 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 else? Like, do we need to mix like? What are we saying about Doom's powers? We talk about his origin, mm. but where does mm-hmm. he get his powers from? Well, does he know magic? Like, does he know magic before? I feel like that's a bit of a stretch to say in this movie. I'm happy to yeah. drop I, that I, element. I think, I, here's my pitch, okay, combi- kind of combining the ideas. So he gets his powers from the negative zone or planet zero, same as he does in the movie. And then he comes mm-hmm. to the real world and like being in the real world damages him and like it hurts him so they put him in this suit of armor and like this suit of mm. armor is what protects him in the real kind of like i mean that's kind of what his origin is because under the suit he's kind of scarred and disfigured but that, i'm pretty sure that's because of a curse in the comics he's like that so if we say mm. like he has to wear this suit to stay alive in the overworld and then he goes there and then it's pretty much the same hmm. yeah i like that um and are we keeping the like he draws his power from? Yeah, I think that's a good element. Oh, okay. well, wait, the one you said. I like how you said he got his powers. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, the whole magic idea, I don't think fits. Doesn't in this. work. I'm, they're gonna do it in the MCU. I'm I'm confident they will. And I'm, I'm confident that they will make a very very comic accurate version of Doctor Doom. Yeah, he'll have the same. Like I'm reckon he's gonna look just like he does in the comics. He and... better like it better actually like it should look animated. Yeah. And that um, I feel like because we've got to this point in the MCU with Doctor Strange and Wanda and everything like that, seeing a science and magic combo would be really cool. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not far-fetched at all. Yeah, but will he be the villain in the first one? Who knows? He shouldn't be. I don't think... It, I think not a good. character like Victor Von Doom needs a, like, a lot of setup. Yeah, I kind of get that. But, and, but like then the other big one is Galactus. And they can't go for Galactus straight out the gate either. Well, I think, hopefully... Mole Man? No. <laughs> I reckon they could do Mole Man. Mole Man has to at least be a minor villain. I would want to see Mole Man. Well, and what I was saying about Galactus, I think Galactus might be prioritized as more of a universal threat. Yeah. But just... the thing is, I feel like if, if they introduce Doctor Doom in the first Fantastic Four movie, there is a 0% chance they will kill him in the same movie. And if they do, he's not actually dead. Because I feel like I feel like Marvel's getting to the point where they can do reoccurring villains. It's not something we've really seen. Well, besides Loki? Yeah, but like, he kind of, yeah, yeah. Well, he's more like an anti-hero. And maybe like, you could say Zemo. You could say Zemo. 
but like there's still two things. I feel like Doom can be a big reoccurring. He can be the one. I feel like he makes the most sense. Him or Kang make the most sense because yeah. because something you don't have with Galactus that you'd have with Thanos being the big bad is you need someone behind the scenes pulling all the strings. Mm. And that's not something Galactus is going to do. So Galactus would work well as a good villain for Avengers 4. Because that's like yeah. an interim villain, isn't it? If in the build-up. In the build-up to the big one. Yeah. Um, oh, oh my. What was I going to say? John Krasinski? Oh, I doubt they'll do Doctor Doom for the first Fantastic Four movie because they've done Doctor Doom as like the That's villain true. for the past three movies. Four. He was in the 1994 one as well. Oh, my. Well, that was never, never released. That's true. You can watch it. Yeah, I, I found it on YouTube. I might give it a watch. I mean, we can talk about it in a later episode of this down the line. Oh, that would suck. I read the comments of it on YouTube and all of them were like, oh, this is the best one, the Fantastic Four movie that's been released. They could do Namor. He's a um, mm. Fantastic Four villain and he um, often flirts with the Invisible Woman. Who doesn't? Everybody <laughs> flirts with Sue Storm, um, apparently. There's also the Impossible Man. You could go, do you know Molecule Man? That's a good choice. Molecule um, Man, the only reason I know him is because he's in... Um, I feel like he was in the Avengers Earth Mightiest Hero, which is amazing. There's um, there's the Frightful Four, which is a good one. I feel like they're probably going to go with... I don't know. I think it could go this... um, the Power Scroll. Do you know, like, the Super Scroll, that's the thing. Oh, this, yeah. I mean, they might, they should go Scrolls. Yeah, that's true, because Scrolls are, are, are a um, Fantastic Four villain as well. They're introducing so many Fantastic Four villains at the moment. And I think that's going to make it really easy because I feel like what drags the Fantastic Four movies down is you got this team that you have to set up. Arguably a more complex team than the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And if you're using Doctor Doom as your villain, he is the most complex Marvel villain. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not going to work. No, no, you're right. You're right. I I feel like so if you use this villain that's already been introduced, not vil- they're not villains in the MCU right now, they could easily be. But if you introduced that, and then that you works. could have... What? That works, yeah. And then you could just purely focus on the good guy's chemistry, which Marvel is really good at doing. I need to look and, something um, up. When does Secret Invasion come out? I, d- I don't think it has a release date. Okay, so we are definitely getting... Um, Fantastic Four before Secret Invasion. Okay, so this guy, sorry to um, jump in there, but no, you're good. The um, this is my favorite Fantastic Four villain. Um, he's on the list of Fantastic Four villains on Wikipedia. He's called Hate Monger, and under notable alter ego, it says clone of Adolf Hitler. Can you imagine if they did a supervillain? He dresses up like a funny fella, like like a very comic booky villain. Yeah, he looks like a. He look yeah. The big like H on his chest. Yeah, and imagine if they did that as a clone of Hitler. That'd be that'd be a ballsy move. That would be. They're not going to do it. No way ever. I would be so happy with that. <laughs> Anyway, anyway. Fantastic Four fighting each other under the sinister spell of the hate monger. Don't dare reveal his true identity after reading this tale. 
that's a his uh, true identity is literally Hitler. It's uh, I'm looking at a, a comic book poster or cover of a hate monger. The last um the last thing I want to talk about the new Fantastic Four movie. Yes. Is the um is the fact that I'm a bit disappointed by the director. I am too. Because it's, um, Peyton Reed. The no. Fantastic Four no, movie? No, what's no, his name? It's, it's John it's, Watts. Um, yeah, John Watts. It's John Watts, who is the director of the first, well, the three fan- Spider-Man movies. And those movies are good. I just feel like he's a bit bland. They're really bland. They're like, that's like, they're good. But that's like the my main complaint about the Sp- new Spider-Man movies is they're just like, not made for TV, but like, they're like the Avengers. The Avengers movie looks like so yeah. much less inspired. Yeah, and um, the other choice was Peyton Reed, who does the Ant Man. He's done the two Ant Man movies, and he's average too. Yeah, he Peyton really Reed wanted to John direct Watts. the Fantastic Four, and I think he's just as average. I think we need to get someone proper. No offense. Yeah. No, this sounds mean. Me going, oh, Peyton Reed and John Watts, you're not proper directors, but just get someone who I prefer. <laughs> for me do it for me Kevin Marvel I don't care about all these people you're making these movies for forget the only representation I care about is the representation for me why aren't there more white men superheroes I am a co-host on HG Movie Talk god damn it I'm trying to think of a different director like a different Marvel director that could yeah, do I don't know. I don't know you know who they should get back who Edgar Brian Singer he should drag this. I feel like we should get Brian Singer and Joss oh, Whedon. Pro- produced by Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, and Joss Whedon team up on it. Oh, and, and you cannot forget about that Bill Cosby cameo. Because yeah. you can get them because he just got out of jail. Oh, don't. Okay, we are. We are. Why does <laughs> this happen every time? Um, anyway, I quite, uh, yeah, I think going back to something i just speaking about white actors made me think about how angry people were about um uh michael b jordan and how good i think he does in this movie I yeah think it doesn't matter one. i think he's the it, best one you think uh well i'm i'm definitely impartial because i love chris evans no I, I mean the best person in this movie the best oh actor. yes easily yeah he does good anyway that's enough. Uh, okay, quickly, let's talk about our favorite and least favorite part of this movie. My least favorite part of this movie is the bit where Doctor Doom goes, "There is no victor, only Doom." And, and... my favorite part is the credits. No, I'm joking. <laughs> my... <laughs> what is my favorite part? That's a good question. My favorite part is is um... go on. What's your favorite part and least favorite? Part? Well, my my least favorite part, um. Is the end bit when they're like, "Hey, you know what? We should be called the Fantastic Four. Yeah, because it's stupid and it doesn't make any sense. It's I think. Yeah, um, I really don't. I really can't pick a favorite moment. It's just a no, lot of fine stuff. My favorite part, I can definitely pinpoint this, is that like horror scene of everything on fire and like they just got like their powers and. Actually, you know what? I'll agree with you there. Yeah. That's cool. It doesn't fit with the overall movie, but in in a vacuum, that's pretty great. I think. Yeah, when I saw that, would I, be like, so cool in a better movie. It would be so cool in a better movie. I, I I was watching it, trying to find every good bit I could. 
so i really appreciated that no yeah you're like oh thank you something good to write down for once thanks (laughs) a lot josh trank stop fighting people on set that's who we should get to direct the next one bring him back wonderful oh what a good movie Okay, so last thing we need to do is we need to rate the original movie out of 10, and then mm. we need to rate our rewrite, and then we need to rate our rewrite out of 10. Mm, okay, so I would probably give this movie a 3 out of 10. Okay, I was going to give it a 2. Mm. Why would you give it, why, why a 2 instead of a 3? Because just... Oh, okay. <laughs> it just it just physically pains me what they've done to my boy Vic and what they've done mm. to the Fantastic Four and just see like you're, you're... It, there's no pacing to it. There's no flow to this movie. You're a pretty big Fantastic Four junkie, right? Like you really yeah. love. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, I like them, but I don't. I, I don't I, like I comics think... or anything. No, yeah, I haven't read many Fantastic Four comics at all. Really, I just really think think they, they were the first superheroes to really be about family with problems do you know what i mean yeah and that's what they started they, they yeah and and good on them you know and just the fact that how ruined they are and it just doesn't feel like a movie to me you watch it and there is no flow to it no it's like it's... oh we're jumping a year into the future we're jumping seven years into the future it's just it is a mess okay but now here's the big question what do we give our rewrite what do we give our rewrite? Hmm. I think it gets a seven out of ten. I was thinking a seven as well. I agree with you there. Because there, there are things in our rewrite because we try to stick to the original script as much as possible that still don't work. Why are they kids? Yeah. Would you prefer like the space origin or the negative zone origin? Because the negative zone origin is used in the ultimate comics. You know, honestly, um, preferably. I kind of grew up on the original Fantastic Four movies. Yeah. So I kind of like the whole space idea, but like... The space is the original idea. I don't really care too much. Like, as long no. as they're able to... I feel like they might change it creatively. I'm not sure why. They might what? Change it. It is... I'm not like one of those people who are like, that isn't like the comics. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. That's to be fair, it feels like one of those um, wacky... Um, comic origins when it's like the Flash who had every chemical known to man fall on him while being struck by lightning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, I, I think we still technically have those time jumps in there. Yeah. So but that we, isn't good. Any, anyway, we, we've 7 out of 10 and 2 slash 3 out of 10. Yeah. Overall 2.5. I'll go yeah. 2.5. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with a 2.5 to this movie. Uh, uh, cool. So, so thank you for listening, everyone. Next week we're doing yes. another thing. Are we doing news and also some reviews? Reviews. Yes, we're we're newsing up the place, and the reviews will be of Black Widow. Anyway, uh, yeah, follow us on TikTok at HD Movie Talk Podcast, uh, or Dean's underscore underscore Beans or Fluffy Duffy. Spelt with an I-E instead of a Y. Because that was taken from some lesser than creator. And that's why I've got two underscores. 
You have two underscores? I, I did what you said. I messaged the person with one underscore. I messaged the person with no underscores. Neither of them replied. Well, I think they have technically have to follow you to message them. No, I messaged one of them on Instagram because his Instagram profile is linked to his TikTok profile. Oh, creative. Thank you. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, if you've got questions for us to answer, email them at hdmovietalkpod at gmail.com. And any uh, watch us on YouTube and, you know, you're already watching Support us. Support us. Okay. Because we are most important. Just forget everything else in your life and focus on Dean and Harlan. Yes, I have. I, I, I know for a fact that I have my Venmo linked in my link tree. Um, so just, just, just send me your entire bank account. And he has promised that if someone sends him over £100, I will get 50% of it. You know how you, you do you know how that's a lie, guys? Because he said pounds instead of dollars. Because oh, he's in. Yeah. You slipped up, man. You slipped yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> this is a bit of a tangent. Thank you for listening, and we'll, we'll see you next week. Adios. Bye, guys.